And welcome to the Gale Hill Radio Hour. This is Kate Jones here with John D. Whitus, a master trainer in EFT, whose calling is helping others feel better fast. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, otherwise known as tapping. John D., thanks so much for coming back on the show. A great pleasure. Always fun to be with you. So fun for me as well. Emotional freedom. Seems as if everyone could use more of that these days. With everything going on in the world and the constant stream of information and misinformation, we're feeling pretty anxious. Are you finding that to be true in your work? Absolutely. I I don't think we've ever had a greater percentage of people who describe themselves as feeling anxious. And in the past, I used to hear them say, I'm worried, I'm worried all the time. Now that word has changed to anxious. Wow. So how do you define what's going on in the world? What we're feeling about what's going on in the world? Well, in professional terms, I think there's chronic anxiety from unrest and uncertainty. And in John D. Speak, I think I'd say it's everything all at once, all the time, every day. I like that. So the other question is, what can we do about it to help ourselves and the world? Well, that is the million dollar question. Um, I suspect there's quite a few answers out there, but a lot of them share what I would call common sense and universal truths, as well as some modern solutions. Common sense would say it's important that you find out what exactly that feeling, that outcome for you might be all about. Because after all, emotions are signals of information designed to help you not only survive, but maybe better. Hmm. So the first thing everyone I think could agree on is if you find out what it is that upsets you the most or gives you worries, then you're going to have a better chance of looking at it squarely and resolving it, of saying to yourself things like, well, I'm not sure that's true, but it sure does feel that way. Or I'm not sure this is anything that's in my control. Then again, so much is not. So maybe I can tell the truth, very simply the truth about, well, I do feel out of control, and yet I know that's not in my control. And therefore, well, what could I do about that very upsetting thing that's outside of my control. So these are actually kind of cognitive habits. Thankfully, we also have much more modern medicine, would say the last 30 years, especially the last 10, that says, you know, there's something called the mind-body connection, which tells us how that cognitive information of, I'm really upset, is binging off that's my professional word, binging off. The it sounds feel- very professional. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> that 
the feelings, which is also another word for sensations and emotions. These are all different things slightly. All of that is binging back and forth and back and forth. And if we don't stop and say, wait a minute, let's see what exactly is going on, then we're going to be encouraged just to do it faster and faster because this information deluge is coming at us from everywhere. So I don't think we're encouraged to spend a lot of time sitting with, taking a moment, take five, take a breath. I don't think we're encouraged to do that. But in the last 30 years, we've learned how important it is for our body to be part of this solution. And that's where mind-body, I say, well, it's probably better to say body-mind, because if we treat the body, it's going to be a faster path to the mind. I often say that the cognitive, the prefrontal cortex, the last to know, right? This newest part of our evolutionary brain is the last to know. So if you want quick results, if you want to feel better fast, hmm, maybe we should not start here. Interesting. You have said that all of us are healing agents. All of us can make it better. Quote, unquote, it all starts with me. I own it's, it. Yes. <laughs> it's all an inside job. I think those are such empowering thoughts. Thank you. I do too. And, and for a world that feels like it's out of control and I am out of power and there's nothing I can do, isn't it very empowering to go, wait a minute, I am in control of me. I am in control of what I'm thinking, what I'm choosing to do about it. And in that, we go all the way to the front of that paragraph. I am a healing agent for myself. And even better news, I can be a healing agent for others by showing up as my peaceful best self, as my grounded, put together, best John D. I can. That is going to be a healing agent for all the people I come in contact with. That just makes me tingle all over, you know, because it's so incredible what you can do, what you do for yourself, you do for other people as well. And I'm sure you know a lot of people that are in the helping department uh, or the helping professions, you know, many of them were raised and conditioned to have to help others, to have to put others first, to have to do it till they dropped from exhaustion. It is a very old story of uh, Americanism, and maybe it started with the Puritans, I don't know, but it's very popular. And in this way, you go, wait, 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 wait. What if it's enough as a healing agent of helping other people that I simply show up ready, able, capable, calm to offer help instead of feeling compelled like I have to. No, I actually now that I'm grounded and calm, I can choose to show up. I can choose to be a healing agent. I can choose to offer. Might I help you with that? How may I best support you? What would you have me do that would bring you some peace in this moment? 
That is so beautiful. I think we are. I think we are beautiful when we're in our best self, Kate. I do. And to get back to that state, though, is a tricky business these days because we're so hyper-reactive to the many, many triggers and prompts coming in. And we're just not encouraged to take the time to do this. We may be saying, take a vacation or you should take a nap, you should take a bath. But that's not really what we're talking about. It's a great idea. It's a start, but it's not really what we're talking about. The kind of mindful, conscious self-care we're talking about is knowing that I can help others even better, whether I'm compelled or I just want to, even better when I am my best self. And my best self comes from slowing down, really getting some clarity about what is going on, what is mine to do, and how can I best go about that? If we do that, our outcomes are just guaranteed to be better than knee-jerk reactive responses, which I think we see a lot of those, whether they're in the street or at the grocery store, in Congress, it doesn't matter. Wow, that's really wonderful. So, so we need to believe these thoughts, that we are powerful, that we have that within us to be, to work on ourselves, to heal ourselves, to be our best selves. And then what steps do we take to do something with them? I really like the quote I read recently. It came from Joan Baez. Mm. The quote is, Action is the antidote to despair. So what are some ways we can take action? Well, I'm not going to quibble with someone as brilliant as Joan, but I'm going to say taking conscious action is something that I would put in there because anger left unexpressed becomes fury and rage. And the impetus of that emotion set is to take action. But if it's inconsidered action, if it is unconscious action, things are not going to turn out so well. Right. So conscious action is what I would encourage. And I cannot do that in knee jerk. I can't do that in reactivity. I really can't. And that's something I think we need people to take in. I, I used to say this phrase, feeling is believing, when I was teaching them to tap, because I said, you don't have to believe me. I'm not here to convince you. I am here to introduce you to something that might be helpful, but you're going to be the judge based on what you feel and observe taking place within you. So believing, yeah, I do need to believe that before I'm going to put too much investment into action around something, but feeling into belief, I think is a better way for me to be convinced. Because I can tell myself to do anything. I could tell myself to have willpower, be courageous, be brave. Uh, the rest of me is frequently not on board. That's very right. So what do we do about that? You know, what do we do about believing it? Uh, how do we, I, I like to ask, I want to ask this question because it 
popped into my mind last night to ask you this. And it feels like maybe it's taking away a little bit, but actually I think it's it's on target with what we're talking about. What do you think are some of the best ways to achieve clarity, understanding, and peace? And I think you need all of those to get to that sense of belief in your own power to heal an emotion, for instance. Well, it's a great combination, but I think they build on each other. Maybe it's not but, maybe it's and, and they build on each other. Um, at the risk of, of being very partisan, tapping is a wonderful way to achieve very fast clarity. I can only tell you that it allows all of your jangling thoughts to get out of the way and your nervous system to calm so that you have access, better access to your resourcefulness, to your knowledge, to your learning. So tapping is the quickest way I know to get there. But it doesn't really matter to me if you choose another modality. The idea is I want to be clear about what's going on because then I can understand it better. And if I can understand it better, then I see my role within it. And if I see my role within it and I can take action that's in alignment with that role, I have peace. Bingo. I love it. <laughs> that is terrific. Excellent. Well, I'm glad I could help. Well, you, <laughs> you have indeed. Okay. You have described tapping as a self-care tool anyone can do to navigate life experiences. Tapping is about telling the simple truth. And the first person to tell it to is ourself. Love that, Jandi. Me too. Thank you. I've been working on my book for, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you how many years I get, I get lost in several rabbit holes that I want to talk about. Understand, I understand that. <laughs> Good. Well, I appreciate your forbearance there, but I do believe with all my heart that is true. And I have at least 20 years invested in this um, experimentation that keeps coming up with validation and results. So there are so many times that we are encouraged I'm going to try to chunk this down. We are encouraged from the get-go by our supervising adults, whoever they may be, to do certain things that are really more about socialization and convenience than truth. So from the get-go, we're encouraged not to do or say what we feel, which I understand why. I'm just saying that, right? Stop crying. It's really not that bad. Go kiss your uncle, Jim. You're going to make him feel bad. What a bad person you are that you don't um, just want to do this automatically. And I don't know what's wrong with you. And why can't you be like, and I don't understand why you're feeling bad about yourself. I mean, look at all the stuff. It goes on and on and on and on. Yes. And before we know it, we're conditioned into not believing ourselves and the feelings and emotions that are genuine and the actions we wish to take because of it. So we are very suppressive in that conditioned way, for good reasons, I suppose. But as we get older, some people have never felt like they have permission to say, well, how do I really feel? Well, what is my truth? Well, what do I want to do? 
And it's very sad to find a lot of adults in midlife that don't know they're allowed to even ask the question, much less take up the question and do something with it. So in this way, I would just say, encouraging people in a safe environment, that means with somebody you feel good about or you trust, right? To say, could you sit for a minute and tell me, well, what's your best guess about the truth of that for you? Now you're starting to introduce them to the fact that truth is somewhat conditional and very subjective and very personal. And you don't have to get in a fight about universal truth, God's truth, anybody else's truth. You start where you are, which is always my solution. Start where you are. And you try to get to the simple truth of what might that be. The biggest truth I've ever heard is coming out of the kid's mouth, of course. I don't know. And I say, that is wonderful that you know. The truth is you don't know yet. You probably haven't had enough time to think about it or go check it out or or find out or experiment. So that's true. You just don't know yet. It's good to tell the truth. And in that way, we start inculcating this idea of personal truth at the bottom of things, the foundation of things for people. And it's never too old to learn that, by the way. It's always liberating no matter what. We've always got that little kid inside of us, don't we? (laughs) Front and center. Live with her every day. Right, right. Well, you have written a book about tapping and teaching with children, working with children and using tapping. True. Um, You know, I mostly feel like I'm a resource writer for people in the, uh, I want to say, energy healing and modalities field. So I've got a couple out there that were really intended for people who work in that world. But it occurred to me um, after I spent some time in the Newtown and Sandy Hook recovery project, it occurred to me that there were way too many school shootings happening all the time. As a matter of fact, I, I don't know how many happened before I stopped working on that project. And I thought, we need to teach children how to take care of themselves better. And we need to teach children and the people who care for them how to quickly return to a resourceful state. So in other words, I need an in the moment solution to come back to a centered grounded place. So body up, it's not about thinking because in that moment, all the blood is missing. It's gone to our lower extremities for escape purposes. So we get kind of stupider the more fearful we are. And so we need body level up. So the blood returns to our prefrontal cortex. And now we can be more resourceful with what we know to do. Um, This is actually the theory behind fire drills. There's a reason we do it so often. Get up from a seat, take your butt. Because when you are under threat or surprise like that, you are not likely to be thinking clearly which is why I have to embody and embed the information as an autopilot, automatic kind of response. So I thought, oh, well, we'll just do some more of those. We'll do some fire drills for self. We'll do some emotional first aid. And so I took a lot of different uh, energy 
modalities that I knew and I adapted little pieces of them to make the smallest possible, easily learned, easily done little packets of first aid. Yeah. And so I called it Compassion in Action. And one of the subtitles is how to help kids in times of trouble yes. or in troubling time. Cheap and available yes. to everyone on Amazon because I want people to buy several copies. And here it is for the pediatric hospital. And here it is for the community center. And here it is for day camps. And here it is. You know, I really want to spread that kind of um, helpful information to everyone. Yes. And it is, it's got illustrations. It's a really accessible book and very charming. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. In the middle, there is a sort of a section of charts that would make it easy for the adult or the administrator to be able to get to. And I've told many people, Xerox those charts in the middle and laminate them and hang them on the wall. Just make them, because you know us, we're like, oh, where did I put that now that I need it? because we can't think very well when we're upset. Right. And I just supplied some to another project that's taking place in Kenya and Uganda for their bush schools. And that's what I asked them to do. I'm going to give you the books and now you raise a little bit of money to laminate them at your um, at your store in the capital so that you can take them out into the bush and they'll be long lasting. That's terrific. So how do people find out more about tapping about your work. I, I know you have, well, you mentioned one of your books, you have your books, your website. Mm-hmm. What, how do you want people to find out? More? Um, I think it's probably easy to find me at the website, which is, I, I made a new one uh, because the old one was getting complex and I wanted it to be really simple. And it's johnnywhitest.squarespace because Squarespace has gotten really very popular um, so that you can buy, sell, talk, you can do everything kind of through there that's already set up. So um, that is a good place to find out what you're looking for. Were you looking for a conversation? Were you looking to be trained professionally? Uh, because this tool that's for self-care can be used for self-care and in practiced hands, peer-to-peer care, and in very practiced hands, therapeutic care. So there's every different level of use for it. Uh, I have mentoring. I have special events. Um, where I will either show a movie and have discussions or I will have emotional first aid class a couple times a year. I call it rapid regulation and relief because that seems to tell people what it really does, right? And a lot of people don't understand emotional first aid. They go, well, I'm not emotional or, oh no, I don't need any help with that. Or what do you mean? I like my emotions. So mm, I better name it what it does. Does rapid regulation and relief. Yes. yes. And relief is a nice word. It's a good one, right? <laughs> it is. Is there anything else you'd like to say on the subject of healing ourselves and or healing the world? Goodness, so much. So I'm trying to boil it down. Um, I would like so much if you could give any modality a, a go that would help you to sit or stay for a moment just long enough to get a little more information before we take reactive action. That, I think, would make a huge difference in the world. So whether you're using an app that we created with my friend Manoj Krishna called um, 
better me, happier me, excuse me, happier me. Um, it used to be called the Human Wisdom Project, but it's a little app in your pocket. And the reason that we created that was another cheap resource that everybody could carry with them anywhere, right? Or um, if you hear of another modality that you would like, another one that I love is called Havening. There's various levels you could use that. It doesn't matter to me what you use because the best way to get it is from somebody you trust in a moment of calm and peace that you take yourself. So that's going to be your decision. Will I take a moment and get off the merry-go-round in order to get a little better tools, a little better information, and give myself the peace I'm looking for? Yes, that's wonderful. And something that a person can use every single day and multiple times a day, if necessary, whenever something comes up, just take a moment. Self, self-soothing is something that we're designed to do as humans. That's why you'll see people go to a little kid. Oh, oh, right. And then you will see a little kid sitting with their blanket or, or their thumb sometimes. And they'll be going like this. Oh, oh. rocking and holding. Right. Yes. Holding face. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we've harnessed all these natural, um, natural soothers. Yes, we hug and ourselves too absolutely. in times of stress. Safe touch. Yes. Safe touch is so important. And you'll see so many, you know, so many of the kids that were interrupted in their educational experience weren't able to be in proximity and safe touch and hugs. And you see what that did. I mean, we're just learning so much about what we need as humans yes. to thrive instead of just survive. Wow. Oh. That's wonderful, John D. Thank you. You do Welcome. You do Welcome. important work. Thank you. And so do you. And thanks for helping me pass the message of we want everyone to have everything that they can use to heal themselves and then somebody else around. It's completely my pleasure and privilege. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This is Kate Jones. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gail Hill Radio Hour. Please share it with anyone you know who wants freedom from anxiety and other emotions that don't necessarily serve us. And to learn more about tapping, please see Gail Hill Radio's episode 27 titled EFT Trainer John D. Whitus on Tapping for Emotional Freedom. Until next time, thanks for joining us.